into episode seven of Try Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. Thanks again for joining me uh, on this week's show. Man, it's uh, definitely starting to warm up and uh, get a bit more conducive to training. I've managed to get out on the bike a few times. I know the guys in the Western Cape are, are battling a bit very, very wet. And uh, up in Gauteng has been phenomenal. Very, very mild. But you know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm just going to jinx it. So uh, I should actually just shut up about the weather, don't you think? Uh, into this week's show. Uh, the response last week, by the way, from that interview with James Kanemo was great. Thanks for the emails and the tweets and the Facebook messages. Really do appreciate it. Uh, this week, I managed to catch up with another amazing South African athlete who's blazing a trail uh, on the European circuit. Been lucky enough to chat to a few of the South Africans who are doing well on the ITU circuit and uh, caught up with another one this week, a double Olympian, Kate Roberts. Spent some time with us this week from France. Uh, she's preparing for the final two races of that ITU circuit, one in Stockholm and the grand finale in London. I chatted to Kate about her goals for the rest of the season, also what her hopes are for the Commonwealth Games, and then perhaps looking ahead to the 2016 Olympics in Rio. Not the greatest of lines, unfortunately, to France, but definitely audible, and hope you enjoy that interview as much as I enjoyed chatting to Kate this week. And then I also touched base uh, with a guy who's based down in Cape Town, uh, and he's just doing amazing things uh, when it comes to the Cape Town triathlon circuit. Talking about Steve Atwell, he is the f- uh, head coach and founder of Embark Tri. And I'm just blown away by what Steve's doing with uh, novices, essentially, with, with guys and girls who are starting out in the sport of triathlon. And uh, he's put together a massive training program down in the Western Cape that sort of gets guys and girls from nothing to a fair level of fitness and then takes them on and gets them to 70.3 and their 70.3 training group has just started as well so i wanted to find out from steve what he's doing right and if you're a coach or if you've got a training group wherever you are in the country i think steve has got a lot of wisdom to impart and i think you can learn a hell of a lot from steve as well and and find out what makes them successful and who knows maybe you can duplicate that in your little uh, area or, or your training group wherever it is uh, across South Africa where you do train so that's coming up on this week's show uh, just on an aside I've also managed to s- uh, set up an interview with Professor Tim Noakes uh, everyone's talking about low carbs no carbs high carbs fats no fats you know the drill and I want to give you a chance to ask the questions. so if you have any questions for Professor Tim Noakes what you can do is uh, just head over to our website it's trytalksa.co.za forward slash ask the prof it's as simple as that. Submit your question. And uh, yeah, a lot of the similar questions coming through, so a lot of them will be answered, but perhaps you've got a different take on things and you'd like me to ask that question for you. Just go to trytalksa.co.za forward slash ask the prof. You can also be in touch podcast at trytalksa.co.za or on Twitter at trytalksa, or you can like us on Facebook as well. Just search for us. We are there. But let's get straight into our first interview this week, and uh, it was awesome to catch up with Kate Roberts. Try Talk ESA, we've had some amazing athletes on the show uh, over the last few weeks, and we've got another one this week, and we head to France now, and it's awesome to catch up with Kate Roberts, double Olympian uh, and South African triathlete who's flying the flag uh, for South Africa on the European circuit. Kate, thanks for chatting to us here on Try Talk ESA. Well, thank you for, for chatting to me, Brad. I really appreciate it. 
Kate, you've, you've, I hate to say it because you're still really young, but you're one of the veterans uh, as far as South African triathletes go. I mean, I've chatted to a couple of, of up-and-coming youngsters the last few weeks. I spoke to Vian Sulvalt. I've, I've spoken to Henry Skuman. But you've been around a while, and, and you've seen a lot of it, and, and, and you're working towards your, your third Olympic Games now. But based in Europe, how's the season gone for you so far? I know you've been battling with a bit of illness, but, but how are you looking at the moment? No, I mean, it's it's been an up-and-down season for me. I think, you know, post-Olympic year, it's always hard, you know, to motivate yourself to the quite the same level as as, as last year. So um, it's been a bit of an up-and-down season, but, um, you know, I'm starting to come good, and I'm excited for for the last two races of the European um, circuit, and that's going to be the Stockholm World Series race and then London Grand Final. So, yeah, I mean, I'm putting my... My heart and soul for the next few weeks, and you know, just going to go out there and give it the best shot and, and hope to do really well in those two races. Well, we'll chat about those two races in a moment. But you raced in Hamburg. Uh, you had a, a fairly decent race in Hamburg, didn't you? It was. It was. It was solid, um, Brad. I mean, it wasn't. Wasn't you know, it wasn't nothing special, but it was. It was sort of where I was at at the moment, and you know, it was a really, really fast and furious race, and you know, it was. A, it was a sprint distance, so. So it was, you know, you had to be on, on top of everything, and um, yeah, running was running was really quick, and the cycling was really hard, and I came away with the 24th position, which you know, which which wasn't the greatest, but um, I really hope to build on that and make make the next two races even better than that 24th position. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about Stockholm and, and the grand finale in London. I mean, London, uh, it, it was where the Olympics were last year. And, and I mean, the crowds for that, that London race last year were, were just something else. Uh, is it going to be much of the same in Stockholm and London for, for the last two races of this series? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I've, I've never raced in Stockholm, so I'm really excited to go there and race. And um, yeah, I believe it will be a nice race. And then I'm really looking forward to London. And you know, I think we're going to have a nice big crowd. You know, it's, it's obviously the grand final, so you'll have a lot of age groups supporting us. And, I mean, last year at the Olympics was just, you know, just something incredible. And, you know, the streets were just lined with people. And, you know, it was absolutely incredible just, you know, running running through through the through Hyde Park and, you know, just seeing so many cycling flags and so much support out there. And I'm sure, I'm sure London, you know, the grand final will, will be just as special. And I'm, I'm really excited to race and, I, and I'm really excited to, you know, to have a good race there and just, you know, I mean, last year the, the disappointment of the Olympics, you know, was a bit disappointing as I came down in a crash. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, this year London, I won't be, I won't be crashing and, you know, it will be a good result for me. That's what I was going to say. I mean, the London, as, as wonderful as those games were, it doesn't hold too many great memories for you with you coming off. But, but here's a chance, I think, probably for you, and you, you might think the same, for, for you to go back to London and leave London with, with better memories. Yes, indeed. I mean, the crash was, you know, was something out of my out of my hands, and it wasn't something that I expected, you know, to happen. But, um, you know, like you know, I'd love to go back to London and make amends and just, you know, have a good race and 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 just come away with, as you say, with a good memory of London. But, you know, even though I did come down in the crash, the Olympics were, you know, it was a wonderful memory and something that I'm never going to forget in my lifetime. And and, you know, just being able to be part of it was was truly, truly very special for me. Yeah, I mean, Beijing, Beijing was a, was a great game, and I think for you it was your first one, so it's probably very special. But there was something amazing about those games in London last year. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I'm still thinking back uh, just to everything that happened, and I still get goosebumps just just thinking about those games, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah, no, I do. I mean, uh, on the, we raced about just just over a year ago. And you know, I was thinking back to that time, and you know, when you when you're in it, and you don't quite you know realize just how special it is. But 
you know, now that I reflect a year back, I just, you know, it was truly an amazing, amazing Olympics and, and something that I can, I can always be proud of that I was, you know, that I was there and I represented South Africa and, you know, I gave it my best shot, you know, even though things didn't quite work out the way I planned it. And I went to those games, you know, prepared as best as I could and I gave it my best shot. And, you know, at the end of the day, I can, I can say I can be really proud of myself for doing that. So, yeah, but I'm looking forward to going back to the grand final and, you know, I'm looking forward to, um, for the rest of the South Africans, you know, like the, as you say, the young Vian Silvolt and, and Henry Skuman, they'll be racing that in the 23 category. And I, I reckon, you know, we can expect, you know, good, good things from them. And then obviously Richard's flying the flag high in the, in the league category. And then myself and Jill, Gillian Saunders in, in the women's category. So, yeah, I'm really excited for, for the rest of the, of the South Africans. And I think it's going to be a great grand final for all of us. Kate, are you guys racing on the same course that you did at the Olympics last year? Yeah, apparently it's exactly the same course so yeah that'll be you know that'll be that'll be wonderful um you know it's it's in and around Hyde Park and you know yeah it's it's meant to be exactly the same course and I think the age group is I don't know if they ha- they race exactly the same course but you know they're also you know pretty much it's it should be very similar to what we raced on which you know which will be really really special for them yeah gee I mean to be able to to have watched it a year ago on TV then to go and race it must be must be phenomenal and then looking ahead I know I know these are your your two races that you're focusing on right now but but next year's Commonwealth Games is that is that on your radar I mean is that a big one for you yeah I mean I'd really like like to go to to Glasgow and race in the Commonwealth Games and you know, I like after the Olympic Games, uh, you know, was a was quite a sort of a down period for me, and I really had to reflect and decide, you know, what lies, you know, what lies ahead for me in my triathlon career, and whether I, you know, whether I decide to carry on. And I mean, t- to say I was going to go another four years was a really hard decision for me to make, because um, as you say, I'm a veteran now. <laughs> <laughs> at the at the grand old age of what, may I ask? <laughs> I turned the victory zero this year. <laughs> <laughs> You're halfway to 60, Kate. It's downhill from here. <laughs> Indeed. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of been a, you know, a year where I've had to reflect and decide, you know, you know what lies ahead for me. And But I've, I've, I've really decided that I'd, I'd love to go race Commonwealth Games and, you know, give it, a, give it another, you know, a really good shot there and, you know, hopefully come away with a really good result there. And then, you know, then after that I'll reflect again and decide, you know, if I'll go for Rio, um, you know, I'd love to go to Rio, but you know, it's all and it all boils down boils down to whether you know whether I can get the funding to go race on the circuit and, and get enough points to race. Um, so that's it's something that you're gonna have to plan and prepare for, and then you know whether you've got the motivation to carry on and and race at this high level because you know it's it, if you're not motivated, it's you know it can be quite um, quite tough racing at this level. So you've really got to decide whether you want to do it or not, and so I'll reflect after Glasgow about, you know, about my plans for Rio. Yeah, Kate, I mean, I, I take my hat off to someone like you. It's, I mean, you, you've done two Olympics and, and you're talking about possibly maybe making the decision whether you want to go to Rio or not. And, and it is, I mean, it's, it's a massive, massive sacrifice that you've made over the years. I mean, Beijing didn't just happen. There was years of hard work that, that took you to get to Beijing and then four years from Beijing to London. And that's a lot of time away from home. I know you, you're originally from Bloemfontein. And, and uh, I mean, Bloom, as, as much as it is a city, it's got that sort of small town feel. And it's, it's definitely not the triathlon capital of the world. And everybody sort of knows everyone. So you come from quite a, uh, a closely like tight-knit community. Your family's down there. It must be really hard to be on that circuit away from everything you know here. Yeah, I mean it has been really tough at times, but then then again it's been you know it's been absolutely wonderful at times, and 
you know, it's been there's been a lot of highs and a lot of lows and you know, but I, at the end of the day, I really love what I do. I mean, I'm, I love the fact that I'm able to travel and, um, but then I love going home. And, you know, like, as you say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from a very close-knit family and it has been tough, you know, being away from home and, and making those necessary sacrifices. Um, but then again, you know, like I've needed to, I've ne- I needed to do that um, in order to improve. And, um, and I think that if, if I do decide to go to another, to go to Rio, you know, I'll have to continue doing this. And, you know, that's just that, that sort of question about, you know, you know, you know, do you want some other things in your life or do you want to continue racing on the circuit? And I mean, at the end of the day, all I want for my triathlon career is, is, is to know that, you know, that I gave it everything and that I, I had a race where I can, you know, I could sort of cross the finish line and say, well, you know, that was the best I'm ever going to get to. And I don't quite feel that I've ever got, I've got, you know, I've, I've got to that point in my career. So so I'm just I'm just trying to find that that race where you know where I can sort of say well you know that was the best shape I could get to and that was the best sort of result I'm ever going to get and and then I'll put it to rest you know whether that's Commonwealth Games whether that's another Olympic Games I'm not entirely sure um, but yeah I mean at the moment like I said I really love what I do um you know I've been very very fortunate um, you know you know been, been able to travel and I've been very fortunate in that I've you know I've made wonderful friendships and I've I've had wonderful experiences and and you know I think when I look back on my career I'm I'm going to be really proud of what I've done and you know what I've accomplished but at the same time you know it's not always about the results and the medals it's you know it's your experiences and I don't think money can you know can can I, I can't I can't buy for my experiences and I'm just you know I've just been really really fortunate and and you know hopefully I can you know end on end on a high in my career yeah, and, and you know what, you, you, you spot on, cause, and it's also one of those things that it's not going to last forever. Uh, I, think, I think every sort of professional sports person knows that, that your time at the top is so limited, you need to really make hay while the sun shines, and, and you're still going great guns on that international circuit, and, and probably while you've still got it in you, you want to keep on doing it. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Brad, I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, it is, it is you know, it is, you, can't, you can't do this forever, and you've got to, you know, you've got to, you know, you've only got a short limited of time to get the most out of yourself. And um, I mean, fortunately, triathletes peak in the late 20s, early 30s. So I'm around the air, you know, around that sort of age where I'm in, my, in sort of in my peaking zone. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of getting the most out of myself in the next in the next few years and just squeezing as much as I can out of myself. And then and then sort of at the end of my career, say, well, you know, that was the best I could get to. I gave it everything and, and there'll be no regrets. You know, I think. You know, it's one of my mottos in life is, is never live your life with any regrets. And, and so far, I, I, I don't feel, in, you know, if, if, if someone had to come to me tomorrow and say, you know, are you happy with your triathlon career? And I'd say, you know, yes, I am because I've given everything. Um, but I just I just like to get that one race where I'm like, OK, you know, that was the best I could get to. And I just, as I said, I don't feel I've quite, quite reached that point yet. Kate, talk me through through a day in the life of Kate Roberts in Europe. I, and, and I say a day in the life. I want to know today. I know you've had a really hectic day training-wise. Tell me what you did today. Yeah, I mean, so at the moment we're training in a, in a place called the Vauriers, which is, you know, in France, and it's at high altitude. So um, so it's up above about 1,800 meters um, above sea level. And um, so I woke up this morning and, you know, just um, I think about 6.30, the, or about quarter to seven, the, the alarm went off and I sort of made my way out of the door and I met, you know, my training partners at 7.30 and my coach and we went down to do a ride. So we rode down, so, you know, Boris is on, on, a, on a hill, so we rode down the hill into a place called, you know, close to Morzine and um, 
we did a you know we did a really hard bike which was which ended up being about two two about two and a half to three hours of riding and then um so we had to catch the catch the cable car up to the top of the warriors after the ride and then sort of you know we had to sort of um much yeah there was about 10 o'clock we came back and then we sort of had to rush and head down to the pool and do a, a hectic swim session so we had to catch the cable car cable car down again to the pool and um we did about a, a 4k just over 4k's of swimming but it was you know more sort of sprint orientated so it was a lot of you know a lot of speed work in in the in the in the in the swimming session and then we sort of made our way back back up to Avorius from from Ozine. and then um, this afternoon we had a we had a run session with with our coach and you know that lot. I mean we did a lot of you know sort of running drills and you know he he coached us through um, you know the technique of running and how to improve and and then we did some you know some interval stuff and then yeah that was my day and then in between that I had a I was very fortunate that I had a massage so um, just after the swim I came back had a massage and. Yeah, I mean, I just got into into the into my little apartment and um, made myself some dinner, and now I'm chatting to you. So that was pretty much a day in the life of Kate Roberts. And it's, it's more of the same tomorrow, I'm sure. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to head down <laughs> at, again at 7:30 and uh, do a big run session, and then another swim session, and then another easy bike in the afternoon. So yeah, it's pretty much swim bike run. Yeah, hectic. Five six days a week. But, you know, I mean, the, the, the good thing is that, you know, you're in this environment and you're sort of you're away from from all this, the distractions and you can really just focus on your training and focus on getting enough rest. And, you know, we have a massage therapist over here so we can see him, you know, at least three times a week. And my coach is, is here every single day and he's really hands-on. And I think you know, all those little things make make the difference and hopefully become Stockholm and Stockholm and London, um, you know, that will give me the extra edge, Super. I think. <laughs> Kate, it's been awesome catching up. I, I could literally seriously chat to you for hours and hours, but we're running out of time and you need to get to bed because you've got a, a big day tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot for, for catching up with us and, and we, we want to send you tons of positive vibes for Stockholm and for London uh, and hopefully we can catch up with you soon. Cool, thanks Brad. Yeah, and um, I'm excited to catch up with the rest of us. I mean, I've been away from home for a while now, so in London, if any of the age groupers are there and stuff, you know, I'll be, I'm really excited to catch up with all of them and I hope their training is going well too and um, yeah, and good luck with everyone else's training and um, I look forward to seeing them at the races back home. When are you heading home, Kate? I'm heading home directly off to London, so yeah, I'll be home for the summer months and I mean, obviously the BSG series is not going forth this year, which is a bit of a shame, but, um, you know, any other races back home, I'll definitely be there and um, hopefully catch up with everyone and hopefully catch up with you too. Cool. Yeah, we look forward to it. Yeah. Kate, thanks so much cool. for chatting to us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your, your time in Europe and we'll chat soon. Cool. Thanks, Brad. One of the things that's really intimidating about triathlon is the racing snakes. Uh, and let's call a spade a spade. The vast majority of people aren't. And you go to a race and it's just carbon and it's shaved leg or waxed legs. And it's, it gets very, very intimidating, especially for a new person. And, and I wanted to chat a little bit about sort of getting going. And especially uh, with, with Ironman 70.3 just on six months away, uh, it is a, an, an achievable goal for anyone. I mean, you can basically get going now and, and do that race. And I wanted to 
chat to someone who's very involved from a training perspective with new athletes. And it's an absolute pleasure to have on the show this week Steve Atwell, who is the head coach and owner of Embark Tri. Steve, welcome on to Tri Talk SA. Thanks for your time today. Cool. Thanks, Brad. Nice to be here. Steve, you guys are doing an amazing job down in Cape Town. You sort of saw a gap in the market for for out-and-out new triathletes because, like I mentioned in my intro, it, it's very intimidating for a new triathlete heading to a new training group or, or, to a, a, or, or heading to a race and just seeing the sort of type of athletes. For me, when I first did my first Ironman, I walked into a, a race briefing and I, th- I felt like Miss Piggy at a Wayless convention. I was like, holy <laughs> cow, how did I end up here? But uh, tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing in Cape Town, how it came about. Um, we started Atlantic Triathlon Club in 2006, and the triathlon scene was very, very small there. I'd just come back from racing in the UK for a couple of years, and you know my wave at British National Champs was 120 people just in my age group of 25 to 29. When I came back to South Africa and raced um, one of the first races of the season here, there were only 60 people in total. And I knew at that stage, you know, being in London and being involved in one of the South African triathlon clubs in London, that the club structure was definitely the way to build the sport. So um, with a fellow colleague, Guy Vizi, we actually started this Atlantic Triathlon Club and just started to round the guys up in the sport, you know, trying to start a community of the triathlon. And this is obviously, there were the good guys, unfortunately, because there was only a handful of guys doing the sport. So we trained on a regular basis and we started to set up and facilitate these sessions but we only seem to be attracting the good guys. And, you know, the, the intimidated guys or the guys that weren't very good or wanted to get into the sport would come down to the sessions. And unfortunately, they just get blown away. You know, it was just they couldn't keep up with the guys. And at that level, the guys aren't willing to slow down to help the beginners. You know, everyone's, you know, training for themselves. So in 2009, I set up Embark. And Embark was all about getting beginners into the sport. There were... Um, uh, only in fact, the first year, I only actually took 16 guys down to 70.3. And over the last four years, the group has doubled every single year. And we've expanded now to the northern suburbs with another coach, Dave Sullivan, who coaches there. And he's got his group numbers up to 50 in the northern suburbs. Wow. So it just shows that there's a, there is a huge demand for like kind of group training. And uh, there's a huge amount of people that want to get into the sport. The sport is definitely explode, exploding. Now, um, Embark runs two programs a year. The first program starts in January, and that's for the complete beginners. Basically, if you're not riding or you're not running or you haven't been swimming since high school, you kind of join this group now in January. There's no level expected, really. And for the next six months, we train to complete our first triathlon and duathlon. So we spend six months doing that. And after the six months, the guys are quite competent to go and ride 40Ks on their own, you know, go running 10 or 15Ks or enter a half marathon, no problem and go for a swim and, you know, feel confident to swim the distance that's required. And then in August, we actually start a 70.3 training where there is a level required. We'd like the guys to be swimming around 800 meters. They must be biking around 40 kilometers. Doesn't matter if they're on a mountain bike or a road bike at this stage. And then they must be running about eight kilometers. So we start in August and it's just a progressive group coach training program where we slowly build up the sessions and we combine the brick sessions into the training as well. And over these six months, we train to be fully proficient to finish the 70.3. And not only that, but we're proficient to swim two kilometers. We're proficient to ride 100 k's and run a half marathon as well. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it, six months doesn't sound like that much. But, but I mean, if you've got a, a fair base of fitness now, I mean, anybody can really go and do that race. But it's, it, it means training consistently for the next six months. 
Yeah, I think the word there is consistent, right? Um, if you can get into a routine where you are swimming on a Monday and biking on a Tuesday and running on a Wednesday and taking a day off on a Thursday and then doing slightly longer, slow stuff on the weekend, you know, you can only progress. I mean, you can only get better if you are in a routine like that. And the advantage of the group training that we do with Embark is it is very routine like that. We have set days where we're doing coached group training and then they have a program for the rest of the week where they have to fill in their additional sessions and have to fit it into their social life as well. So it's, you know, over these six months, I see a massive progression from the guys. And I think it's, it kind of relates to the group training as well. It becomes a, a big social thing as well. It's not just getting up to do your training. You're getting up because you're going to socialize with your friends that you, that you are going to be training with for the next six months or that you have been training with for the six months. So it's not just the training now. It's the socializing at the same time. Steve, I love what you guys are doing in Cape Town, and you, you mentioned that group training. Triathlon as a sport can be can be a very lonely place, uh, especially if you're doing it on your own. And if you live in a big city or in a big centre, I know it's difficult if you're living in a small little town in the middle of nowhere, and maybe there's no one else that does the sport. But if you're living in a big centre, there's no reason why you should be training on your own. And, and what you guys are doing in Cape Town is exactly that, is, is putting a bunch of like-minded people together. And, and you say it's a social thing, but it's also great to be accountable if, if you you know you need to wake up at five o'clock to go for a run and there's four or five other people waiting for you it's just so much more difficult to not get out of bed you you kind of feel like you have to <laughs> i know no it becomes exactly like that you know while you're resting your fellow team members are training so it's i think you get that extra kind of the to get up in the morning because you don't want that guy to get that extra bite in on you because you know he's going to race better on the day and then, Steve, for someone who's, who's maybe not based in Cape Town or, or maybe they, they're sitting, let, let's use Polokwane as an example. I mean, I don't know what the triathlon scene in Polokwane is like, but I, I can't imagine it being massive. Uh, but if they're sitting in a, in a town in the middle of, of nowhere where there's not, not much of a support structure, how can they go about sort of getting into that routine? Is, is it just a mindset thing that you've got to wrap your head around? You know what? I need to do this and, and get out. Yeah, um, TSA, obviously, Triathlon South Africa is... Um Investing a lot of time into the club structure because I think they, you know, they realise the potential of of the growth in the sport coming from the club structure. So I know um, in Western Province now they are not forcing the guys, but they're trying to, you know, try, trying to get them to join the clubs. So join the club first, get a license to your club, and then you don't have to pay the the temporary license fees on race days. So it becomes cheaper for you in a way, and also you get to join the club, and then you get involved in the club. The club can disseminate the information from Western Province, which they get it from Triathlon South Africa, so we can kind of all be kept in the loop as well. Um, they are trying to set up clubs and help and promote clubs in all the different provinces as well. So I would say the first place for anyone who, for example, living in Polokwane, is just to go onto the TSA website and see if there is a club set up in your area. And there's nothing stopping you from actually starting a club. There's very few requirements that TSA is asking for. You have to have a constitution and you have to have 10 guys as well. Um, so there's a few things you have to get some club kits. But apart from that, you know, it's really about just starting something like that and getting the guys to come down. Because once you've got one or two people, you know, that talk to two or three people, you talk to two or three people, and then exponentially you've suddenly got 200 people that are talking about the triathlon club in your local area. Yeah, and it's, you, you talk about those clubs and, and growing the sport. I mean, if you look at road running as an example, South Africa's got a massive, massive club yeah. structure in road running, and you can just yeah. look at how, how that sport grows. And, and it is, it's just once again being around like-minded individuals. And, and I know you guys, with, with your, your group sort of training, there's a coach on hand all the time? Yeah, that's a huge advantage. One is to have the coach on hand. 
And also just as you say, you know, you come down to the race. If you're part of a triathlon group, you know, you see your club's gazebo down there. You walk straight away to the club gazebo. You know someone who's down there. You know, you can share the nerves or the pre-race worries with someone else from the club. And there's people that don't belong to the club that aren't involved in the structure. They kind of come down and, you know, stand on their own. And you can see the guys that don't belong to the club. And we know that, you know, after a race, we get a lot more hits onto our website over that next week because guys are interested to see. You know, we're all dressed the same. We're all having fun. We all seem to know each other. They want to they want to join and be part of this, this club social structure at the same time. Yeah. If somebody's listening to us and they are in Cape Town, I mean, can they get in touch with you if they want to come in and join, with, join in with what you guys are doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll give you the, the, the ATC website. It's atcmultisport.co.za. And the multi-sport club facilitates three sessions a week. We do a, a bike, a, ro- a trail run, and a track session, and also a swim once a week. So the guys are more than welcome to you know, check on the website and see what we're doing. and more than welcome to come and join us when they're in Cape Town. We often get the guys from Joburg who are taking weekends off in Cape Town who will bring their bikes down with us and ride with us. That's absolutely no problem. And then the coach group training is Embark. Um, that's embark.co.za. And you can obviously see all the information about joining up and training specifically for 70.3. If you are, if you're not in Cape Town and can't join the group training, you can follow just the program only. And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, we all have to do the race, but you have to do the distances. So if you're part of the group or you're not part of the group, you still ultimately got to get the distance in. So I would definitely advise to follow a program of some sort or, you know, just get in touch with a contact, getting in contact with a coach just that you kind of know you're on the right track at the same time. Yeah, Steve, what I'll do is I'll pop those details, those website addresses on the show notes for this show. It'll be uh, All you need to do is go to trytalksa.co.za slash seven and all the details will be there and you can link straight through to those two websites. Steve, uh, I'd love to have you on the show again and, and just chat basics and that sort of thing and, and, and also just to, to see how your, your guys and girls are progressing as we build up to 70.3 and, and who to look out for. Maybe you've got a couple of really good athletes uh, in amongst the group that, that are possible age group winners. Uh, yeah, we'd, we'd love to touch base again here on Try Talk SO. Great stuff. Yeah, I'm, actually, I heard you had Tracy Mark come on the show a couple of days ago, and I'm proud to say she came through the Embark program, and she was she was on the podium last year at 70.3 and went to World. So just giving myself a pat on the back there. <laughs> there you go. No, that's exactly <laughs> it. And it's, it's so good to hear people coming through the structures and, and performing really, really well. Definitely, yeah. Thanks, Brad, and thanks for your this Try Talk show as well. It's really, really good. I hope it becomes very popular. Well, that's it for another episode of Try Talk SA. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Our two guests this week, phenomenal. Kate Roberts, Steve Atwell, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Uh, and I just love that you, you're so willing to share uh, your knowledge and experience and, and, and help grow the sport. South Africa, uh, we've got an amazing climate, uh, an amazing place to train and race. And I think all of us just want the sport to get bigger and better and involve more people. So uh, it was very, very cool. Coming up on next week's show, going to be chatting to a good friend of mine, a guy by the name of Mike Sharman, who has just got into the sport of triathlon and set the goal. He's going to be doing Ironman 70.3 in Buffalo City in January. Out and out newbies. Just got on a bicycle, just started. So it's it's a nice take on, on sort of what a new person's going through because I think a lot of us forget 
what it was like when we first started out in this amazing sport. So it's really cool to 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 get Mike's perspective uh, and and how things are going, and then also hopefully touch base with Paul K, who's still on the European circuit, and find out exactly what's happening, who's been racing, who's been performing. But that's all coming up on next week's episode of Try Talk SA. Be in touch in the meantime. Submit those questions for Professor Tim Noakes. Try Talk SA. Co.za. Ask the Prof. Uh, that's the the website address you can go to. You can also email them if you like podcast at trytalksa.co.za or pop them onto Twitter at trytalksa or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash trytalksa. It's as simple as that from myself, Brad Brown. Once again, thank you so much for listening. If you do find value in these podcasts, I would love it if you download them uh, through iTunes to give us a review. It'll only take a couple of minutes, but it helps other people find the program on a platform like iTunes as well. Also, if you belong to a Tri Club, uh, if you wouldn't mind helping spread the links, just pop an email out to your clubmates saying, hey, listen, you found this podcast, and, and that's the way we grow. It's all about word of mouth, and it's all about growing this amazing sport of triathlon here in South Africa. Until next week, have yourself a brilliant one, uh, and we'll chat soon. Cheers. Cheers.